One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we've got a crazy story of somebody body slamming their father. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, a story from I'm Not Sad, I'm Still Tired. My mother graffitied my father's grave to get my attention. Update, finally got a restraining order, but for the cost of my husband and I's sanity. A few mistakes were made in my two previous posts. My parents weren't 15 when they had me, they were still 14. They were almost 15, but they were 15 when they got married. And I realize I've been calling marijuana dope, it's marijuana. I grew up in a household where all drugs are called dope. I'm pretty stupid, I blame the kids I'm carrying. Also, the guy who killed my dad was held responsible and surprisingly has nothing to do with my mom. So what happened? After I posted my post about my mom graffitiing my dad's grave, we waited for the cops and when they arrived, they acted like they couldn't do crap. I have to point out that destroying a gravesite is illegal, graffiti is illegal. This is why the first time my sister and my mom showed up to my house, I told the cops that they weren't related to me. Because if I knew that they were, the cops would put it off like a family matter. Like they have been when my family shows up to my house. If someone's not dying, the cops don't give a crap here. Eventually, we finally convinced them to go arrest my freaking mom, knowing the cops. They probably just went there to originally talk to her. And when they got there, my mom fought them and got arrested. I called my grandmother and told her what happened to my dad's grave, then sent her the pictures. My grandmother was pissed to no end when I told her that her only son's grave was vandalized. Then I had to confirm it with my aunts when they called. I have a cousin on my dad's side who's my best friend, and he said, I want to beat that witch's butt. Me too, sugar. Me too. Well, my stepdad came over to talk to me, and that stupid whipped man had the audacity to tell me not to press charges on my mom and that we should go to family therapy. Side note, never go to therapy with your abuser. I asked my stepdad why in the gosh darn diggity freak he married my mom. Because I can't fathom that he actually married her. I still don't know how she convinced two other people to marry her. I actually asked my dad the same thing and he told me, Your mom might be crazy, but she did have a fat butt. My stepdad couldn't give me a direct answer. And I just told him to get the freak out of my house. And to keep that crazy witch of a wife of his away from me. My grandfather came over to try to comfort me. Personally, I'm not a big fan of my granddad because he let my grandma turn my mom into a freaking runt. I know my grandfather never really cared for my dad, but he was always respectful towards him and my granddad knows how much my dad means to me. I just told my grandfather to keep his psychopathic children away from me, tell them to leave my family alone. I don't want anything to do with his family. I'm already stressed a high freak and my blood pressure is through the roof. My sister called me and chewed me out because I ruined the family. And next time she sees me, it's on sight. Like, witch? You're freaking 15 and pregnant. What are you going to do? She's the only one of my siblings that's on my mom's side because my other two siblings don't care. So my mom was arrested. However, she was basically immediately released in the custody of my stepdad, most likely because of the money. I guess my stepdad is good at one thing, and that's keeping my mom on her leash because she hasn't bothered me. But she went on Facebook and said, and I quote, I was arrested for trying to see my daughter. I was beaten, locked up in a jail cell with no water, and when I was released it was dark outside. 
I just wanted to see my daughter and my granddaughter, but no, I'm the villain. I'm the villain to think that my own daughter will put me through a horrible, horrible thing. I know my daughter's not behind this. I know she would never do this. It's the child predator's fault. My husband, he turned my daughter against me. I'll not stand for this injustice and mistreatment. I'll fight to get my daughter back. I'll fight to get my granddaughter away from that monster who was with me. She had her applause and a few hearts and cares until my cousin, bless his sassy witchy soul, went to the comments to say, hey, yeah, this woman destroyed my cousin's grave. You all know that, right? With proof. You're supporting the woman who vandalized a grave, trespassed, and assaulted her pregnant daughter. You're so blinded to this woman's tomfoolery that it's not even funny. You all think that it's OP's husband's fault that OP doesn't want anything to do with her mother when she did nothing but ruin her life. You all should be ashamed of yourself. My mom's post was shortly removed. Besides the post, my mom's been quiet. People have been leaving me alone for the past couple of days. It's been extremely quiet. Until my doctor's appointment. I had a doctor's appointment and I have no idea how she found out about it, but she was waiting in the parking lot. My husband was pushing me through the door when my mom approached us. Everything happened at once. I was crying. My mom was screaming for people to call the police because my husband kidnapped me. My husband was screaming at my mom and the receptionist was trying to calm everybody down. Then I started screaming at my mom that I hate her. I freaking hate her. She screwed up my childhood. She screwed up my family. And when she dies, I'm going to pee on her grave. My mom was silent and stared at me for a little bit. Then, I kid you not, she pulled out a knife and charged at not my husband, but at me. I thought the night my mom dragged me was the time I saw my husband angry, but I remember my dad once told me if I saw my husband angry, my husband would have nothing in his eyes. No life, no love, no empathy, nothing but emptiness. It's like looking into a black void that's only out for blood. I don't fear most men, not your mom, not the cops, but OP? I'd rather end myself than piss off OP. I thought I knew what my dad meant by that. I thought I knew. But as I watched my mother being pinned to the floor by her throat while my husband repeatedly hit her, I knew I was wrong. We learn something new every day, huh? I've never been afraid of my husband, but he frightened me at that moment. Some people were able to drag my husband off my mom, but my mom was messed up. Then my mom and I were both treated by doctors. I was being treated because I was in shock silently crying, and my mom was being treated because she was gargling blood. The cops came, statements were taken, and my mom was carted off to the hospital. My husband was just crying and apologizing to me, and even when we got home, my husband wouldn't stop crying. He just stood by my feet and kept crying and begging for forgiveness. I don't know what he was apologizing about, the fact that he hit the crap out of my mom or the fact that he lost his cool like that. He hates himself now. He tries so hard to not become that person he once was. The violent man who would snap on anyone who looked at him wrong. It took him years to become the person he is now. My husband's crushed. I had to call my brother-in-law to talk some sense into my husband to try and make him see that what he did was protecting me. My husband understood, but he's still not acting like himself anymore. He's very quiet, not smiling, and refuses to leave my side like a lost puppy. I feel like crap. I really wish I never brought my mother back into my life. I know people told me not to feel sorry for myself because I knew I couldn't have known my mom would have done this, but I should have. On the good side, finally got that restraining order and we're moving. 
My grandmother, aunts, and my little brother, who I never mentioned, are finally able to move. I never really spent time with my dad's side of the family, more than twice a year as they live on the other side of the states. But they're finally able to move 30 minutes away from my husband's family's country home. I'm so excited because I get to spend time with my little brother. Today we told my daughter that we're moving, and we're moving to the countryside. She screamed, I can get a goose! Then she started running around the living room table screaming, I can get a goose, I can get a goose, I can name it Peter Dinklage. I don't know what's with her a weird obsession with goose or the sexy little man. However, when my husband saw the joy that my daughter was producing, he smiled. It was a little smile, but it was a smile, and it was genuine. We're currently living with my mother-in-law because my mom's siblings decided to show up to my house. We're both very tired. Life has been turned upside down and I swear to God, these children are currently sitting on my bladder and they won't move. We were able to get the spray paint off my dad's grave, so I'm pretty excited about that. Speaking of my dad, there were a few comments in my last post calling my dad trashy, questioning me on why I love him so much and telling me that my mom wasn't wrong. I'm going to talk about both my parents here. I'm paraphrasing about my dad's side of the family because I don't remember that much and I don't want to ask them about it. My grandmother was from the USA, and that's where she met my dad's father. She fell in love with him, and she left her family to be with him in Mexico. My grandmother was hurt day in and day out by her husband. Then she had my dad. My dad was hurt at an early age. He was introduced to violence as he lived with a monster. My dad worked for his uncle's brothel, he would collect money and give it to his uncle, and he was a person who cleaned 90% of the rooms. By the way, he was 9 at the time. When my dad was 11, my grandma was able to contact her family in America and was able to leave her abusive husband with her 11, her 4 year old, and with a baby on the way. Fast forward to when my dad met my husband, they were 13 and my husband accidentally bumped into my dad, and my dad told my husband to watch where you're going, you fat witch, in Spanish. And my husband, who spent a long time abroad, turned around and said, what the freak did you call me, in Spanish? They started shoving each other and they broke out into an actual fist fight. After that, they were friends ever since. Then when my dad was 14, he had me. I was a holes in the protection baby, and I won't deny that my dad didn't want my existence, but my mom refused to end the pregnancy, so after I was born, my parents got married when they were 15, and my dad was the best dad that he could be. Even though he was just a teen, he took better care of me than you could imagine. When I was 5, my dad cheated on my mom, and they got divorced. The relationship was toxic as hell, my mom's a runt. My dad told me that and I'll never forget this. I might be leaving your mom, but I'm not leaving you. My dad only got Sundays, and he made those Sundays the best day of my life. When I was six, my dad went to prison because my man was selling a lot of drugs. He was involved in gangs when I was little. It was mostly just street rats, the alley kids. The kids that try to act tough by riding on bicycles, holding bats, and stealing other people's lunch money for zoom zooms and wham whams. He was a little angsty teenage punk, and he got involved in the serious stuff after he divorced my mom. I wrote him letters, and together my nanny and I secretly mailed them to him while he was incarcerated, and it took for him dying to find out that he kept every letter I sent to him. He got out when I was 11, and it was such an amazing day for both of us. He went to all my school plays, I was in the Beauty and the Beast play when I was 12, and even though I was just a fork, My dad brought flowers and told me that he was proud of me. He did that for every type of play or recital. 
My dad was quite active in my life and in my school life. My dad actually came to my science fairs, basically most of my school functions and events. Then, my dad went to jail when I was 13 and released when I was 15. I don't remember what my dad was arrested for at that time, but when my dad got out, we celebrated like it was 1999. And once again, he was being my dad. By that time, I stopped giving a crap about the court orders and started spending time with him. I'll never forget the time I spent with my dad. The only good thing his dad taught him was how to make things out of clay. And my dad taught me that too, and that was our thing. So my dad and I would watch the TV show The Whitest Kids You Know and make little clay charms. Then he got locked up again when I was 17, but this time they didn't have the right guy. It took for my grandfather to become his lawyer to get him out of jail. Then the time he got out, my dad got a girlfriend and they were about to get married. Fast forward when I was 18, my dad reunited with my husband and they built a pretty good friendship. Then fast forward to my wedding, I told my dad to stop that life. Stop selling weed, stop hanging out with those stupid friends, leave the streets, and that I was pregnant. I need him. It took me by surprise how easily I convinced my dad to give up that life. To be honest, I'm pissed that I'd never tried to do that when I was younger. He was straight-laced for four years, even had another kid. My dad tried his best to be an amazing father. My brother's three now, and I think my dad did a pretty good job. He still smoked pot, and to be honest, I did smoke with him, but up until his death, he was straight-laced, and when I say I will never forget the sight of his death, it scarred me for the rest of my life. But you're probably thinking, your dad was a street dog, he sells drugs. I bet the image you have of my dad is a light-skinned man wearing a white beater, a do-rag on his head, wearing a gold chain, saggy pants, and holding a 40 in his hand. That's not my dad. He wasn't trashy. If you first met him, you would think he's just an average dude that has street smarts because that's how he dresses himself. I had no idea that that was my dad's life because he never hid it from me. He actually never brought that life around me. Even when my mom told me that my dad was a thug, I didn't believe her. Heck, I still don't believe it when my dad confirmed it because that's not how he acted. I never saw it. I'll never forget my dad for how he loved me and how he taught my daughter how to pick locks. Darn it, Dad, nothing in this house is freaking sacred anymore. Also, to the freak who asked me in DMs if I was ever assaulted by my dad, and that's why I married my husband, because I have a bad taste in men, I hope your bottom gets itchy at the worst embarrassing time imaginable. Now, on to my mom. My grandparents met in London, my grandmother was spending her summer there, and my grandfather was on a business trip. They both came for money, and they got married because their parents thought it was a good business deal. My grandparents first had my uncle, then had my good uncle, he's always been on my side, then another uncle, then my aunt, and finally my mother. My mom was the baby of the family, and she was treated like the baby of the family. She got anything she wanted, and when she cried or screamed, she still got what she wanted. My grandma spoiled her, and in her eyes, my mom could do nothing wrong. She was very privileged, went to private schools, owned a horse had a tree house, and for her 16th birthday, she got a sports car. She wasn't oppressed or had a terrible childhood, she was just a spoiled runt. Then I was born. Okay people, I have a few comments asking me if my mom liked my husband back in high school. Was she jealous of my relationship with my husband? I asked my husband because I was actually curious. When I think about it, my mom did some really sus crap when she was around my husband. He told me that my mom would follow him and my dad around like a weird, lovesick child. 
My husband didn't really interact with my mom because he knew how crazy she was, so he kept his distance. Then he thought about it more and realized he was almost my dad. I think it's freaking hilarious, but my husband thinks it's extremely weird. Let's just say my mom came on too strong and my husband wasn't interested. Well, my mom couldn't get my husband, so she went for my dad. My mom brought her own protection, she put holes in it, and my mom trapped my dad with me. In my last post, someone said, I bet OP's dad or OP's grandfather pressured OP's mom into not ending the pregnancy. No, they did the legit opposite. They didn't want me to exist because, you know, they were 14, but no. My mom wanted me to exist, and even my grandma believed that my mom would be a Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Good mother. So when I was born, my mom just wanted a doll, a plaything that she could dress up and post on social media. She didn't want to be a parent, she just wanted dolls. A puppet that she could control. And I think I was three when she stopped loving me and I was just her accessory. She always pushed me onto nannies and never really spent any time with me. To the outside world, she was the perfect teen mom that completely gloats about her daughter and about how she tries to wrangle a toddler and high school at the same time. But when nobody was around, she would scream at me. She would ignore me on purpose and she would cry when I didn't do something a certain way. Or I didn't want to take pictures and big poofy dresses so she could post them on MySpace or whatever the freak was popular at the time. My parents divorced when I was five because my dad cheated. I won't deny their relationship was toxic as hell. They constantly screamed at each other. 
My mom threw things at my dad 100% of the time. She even chased him down the stairs with a knife once. When my dad left my mom, she tried everything in her power to get me to hate him. And she realized she couldn't break the bond that I had with my dad, so she stopped letting me see him. Once it was my dad's visitation day, and my mom didn't want me to go with him, so she called the cops on him. My dad didn't want to deal with the cops, so he just left. This happened a few times. My grandma even called the cops on my dad as well, but my grandfather stepped between that and made them stop. When I was 8, I got into a screaming match with my mom, and I told her that I wished she was in prison instead of my dad, and that's how I found out what he did for a living. I didn't believe her, but it was true, and the only reason why she told me that stuff was to try to get me to see my dad in a bad light, but that never worked. My mom never went to any of my school events, and the times that she did, she was there to yell at my dad, or to take pictures to post on social media to try to act like she was a good parent. That comment that someone said about OP's dad or OP's grandfather pressuring OP's mom into not ending the pregnancy, they also said, She was 15, she had the right to be selfish. I'm curious, did she have the right to be selfish when my mom pretended that she didn't know me in public and even yelled at me to go find your Mexican dad? Did she have the right to be selfish when she personally ran over my dog with her horse because my grandfather didn't buy her the car she wanted? but instead bought me the dog I wanted? Did she have the right to be selfish when my mom screwed my 17-year-old boyfriend and then rubbed it in my face? Did she have the right to be selfish when she destroyed the Christmas tree and threw a tantrum when I was 11 because I constantly played with the toy my dad bought me rather than the makeup set she got me? Did she have the right to be selfish when my mom called me a disgusting waste of DNA when she found out I was bisexual? Did she have the right to be selfish when she destroyed every action figure I had because I didn't want to take a picture with her? Did she have the right to be selfish when all the time she argued and fought with my siblings and I for our grandparents' attention? Did she have the right to be selfish when she lied about me to my grandparents and sat there and laughed as they yelled at me? Did she have the right to be selfish when she forced me to do her essay and got mad at me when I only got 90%? Not bad for a 10-year-old me, I do say so myself. Did she have the right to be selfish when she used to make fun of me with her friends? Calling my hair nappy, calling me the n-word, saying I deserve nothing? Did she have the right to be selfish when she hits me or jumps at me just to make me flinch? This is the woman you're rooting for. The same woman threw my wedding cake at my dad. This is the woman who asked my husband if he enjoyed the taste of our daughter. Don't make assumptions about my life when you weren't there. What? Do you think I was brainwashed by my dad or something? That's why I hate my mom. I have reasons and now you know though and this is just a small sliver of what she did. I didn't tell you about all the times that she destroyed apartment stores or that she couldn't accept the fact that my dad was talking to another girl so she went to that girl's house and destroyed her family's car. Don't assume a freaking thing. Alright, got that out of my system. There's still a lot of legal things going on, but for right now, I'm going to sleep now. I really wish I never let that woman back into my life. OP really went and shared their entire life story, and also shut up some serious haters that were in the comments. I will say though that OP should probably be careful because on a platform even like Reddit or really any other social media platform, there's probably going to always be commenters that say certain things just to piss you off, try to get a rise out of you. I mean, well, trolls. I'm just glad OP's in a situation where they're moving forward from this. 
getting a restraining order, cutting her back out of OP's life, and hopefully for OP's sake, being able to share the stuff was maybe some form of venting catharsis. Our next story is from Physical Pension 3411, entitled Step Parent and Entitled Dad Forgot Me. Yesterday, I posted a story from when I was nine, and honestly, it was really, really freeing. So I figured today I would post another story I think about often. When I was 12, I'm 25 now, so this was 13 years ago, my entitled dad, 65, and his wife, entitled parent, 60, was going to stop down in the town I lived in with my mom and brother. They told me and my brother that they would be picking us up from school to go to the movies. My brother was skeptical, but I still had some hope that maybe they would show up. Note, this is the last time I felt that way. So I told my mom I was going to skip the bus and wait for them to get me to see this movie. She was honestly worried for me, but decided to let me do what I felt was right. So, I at 12 got out of school at 3pm. I had my best outfit on and was really, really excited to see them. Well, if you guess that they didn't show up, you win a cookie. I sat outside the school for three hours before I finally gave up and walked to the library to find out what was happening. The library in our town had a phone they let people use since it was everyone knows everyone community. I called Entitled Dad and Entitled Parent to make sure they were okay. Lo and behold, they had decided to go out drinking and partying with their friends in the area. They had had no intention of picking us up at all and only said it to earn brownie points. Entitled Dad said, Oh, sweetie, I forgot. Maybe next year when we visit. You know I value my time with you and your brother. An entitled parent in the background said, I have no idea why she even called us. She knows we only have so many days here. She's so freaking needy. They both told me that they were adults and needed adult time too. I hadn't seen them in over a year. It took about an hour, but my mom picked me up from the library and took me home. We had a movie night with my brother and he told me not to take it to heart because it's just how they were. But the very next day, they were posting on social media about how they didn't get a chance to see us because my mom refused to let them pick us up from school. So they had to change their plans at the last minute and how they wish they had more time with us. Honestly, that was the day I decided to stop expecting anything from them. Although it took a lot more time to go no contact, Moments like this remind me of why I'm so lucky to have my mom in my life. Oh, and I still haven't seen that movie that they said they would take us to. It feels weird thinking about it, to be honest. What would suck, though, is if that movie was like a really, really good movie. Just forever tarnished because of some entitled jerk who could not bring themselves to spend time with their own kid. I definitely feel bad for OP, but I feel that it was maybe positive that OP could understand their parents seemed uncaring to a considerable enough degree that, shoot, it's time to not even have any expectations for them. It's just disappointing to think about how you basically have to give up on having any kind of relationship with your father, because they just can't be bothered. Our next story is from I Don't Believe in Nerds, hate this entitled parent for what she did to my childhood best friend. I have a best friend since childhood, Todd. When Todd was younger, he would take his little sister to the park to play, and I would tag along sometimes. Todd is clearly Korean, and his little sister is white. There's about a seven-year age gap between him and his sister. To most people in the town we grew up in, everyone knew Todd and his sister were, you know, siblings. After his dad passed away, his mom married a white guy, so his sister looks nothing like him. One day, me, Todd, and his sister went to the park. 
I was tagging along so we had someone to hang out with. I was about 16 at the time, Todd was 15. While I'm baby-faced, I had a thick beard back then, so I looked like a tall, chubby, bearded guy. Todd was 15 but looked much older, like he looked at least 18. So while I can't really fault Karen for what she initially tried to do, I can 100% blame her for what she got arrested for. We go to the park and we're hanging out, Todd's pushing his sister on the swing, I'm talking to him about like Marvel or something. When this lady, has to be about 30 or something, just stomps over to us and goes, Hey, what's up? In a really agitated voice. We're just kind of like, Hi, is there anything we can do for you? And she like scoffs and goes, Yeah, okay, who's that kid there? And points to Todd's little sister. His sister's eight, so she knows human interaction to an extent. So she's like, I'm Emma, nice to meet you. And Karen goes, So where's Emma's parents? And Todd goes, oh, actually, I'm her brother, ma'am. She gives him this really condescending, like, sarcastic smile and goes, uh-huh, okay, sure, you can't fool me, you could maybe pass yourself off as her babysitter. I don't know why anyone would let some Asian slur near their kid, but there's no way you're related to that sweet angel. And Todd goes, okay, for clarification, we have different dads. But I think this conversation is done anyways, so freak off. And she acts all offended and goes, Excuse me? My kids are playing in here, and I don't appreciate you using that language around them. Now if you don't hand over that girl, I'm calling the police. I'm going to find her real parents. Todd basically goes, Call the police, but all you're going to do is waste their time and make a scene and ruin these people's day. And essentially tells her to back off. He did like this thing where he puts his hand behind his head to scratch his ear, and this mom flips out, gets to her knees, and yells, That boy just hit me! Did anybody see that? He assaulted me, and he's trying to traffic that girl! And Todd kind of starts to panic and yells, I didn't hit her! But we have people's attention now. Emma starts to cry because there's an adult screaming in front of her, and she doesn't know what to do. And I'm standing there stunned. Luckily, some person had been watching and was on our side, and someone had called the police. This Karen's kid, who's gotta be like 10 or 11, walks up and is like, Mom? Mama, what's wrong? And she yells, That Asian man hit me! And her kid just starts like hitting Todd and crap. And like I said, this kid's like 11, so while he's just being a nuisance, he's still causing some minor damage. His sister's having a breakdown at this point, and the Karen yells, See? She's crying. He's trying to forcefully take her. Where's her parents? And some other people who knew Todd are like, Lady, he's her brother. Todd tries to help her up, and out of freaking nowhere? I kid you not, she pulls a pocket knife out of her back pocket and puts it through Todd's freaking palm. He screams and starts freaking out because he has a freaking knife in his hand. Emma's hyperventilating. This 11-year-old freak is just screaming and hitting Todd. And I tackle this lady and she screams, It was self-defense. He was going to assault me again. In all of the luck in the world, a cop runs up, cuffs the lady and tells me, I saw the whole thing. The paramedics are on the way. To make a long story short, after the initial pandemonium of, Holy crap, this lady just stabbed a kid. People started rushing to action, helping Todd. Calming down his sister, getting the kid off him. The cop calls the kid's dad. He puts Karen in the back of his car. An ambulance shows up and takes Todd away, and his parents press charges. He's fine now, Entitled Mom got jail time and was fined. Don't ask how that worked, because law stuff wasn't my thing, and I don't know how that happens. 
and it's been like almost 10 years. It's an interesting story that doesn't have the opportunity to come up often. This story happened within the span of about 10 minutes, so that was whack. And yeah, that's pretty much my entitled parent's story. I don't know what Karen's doing now or her kid, but Todd and Emma are fine. He's got a killer scar across his hand now, so that's cool, I guess. It definitely goes without saying that this lady was crazy. I'm just glad that not only were the cops witnessing what happened and doing the right thing, but also the community as a whole was too. And our final story of the day is from I'm Sad But Still Alive. My friend's father body slammed him and cracked his head open. I was on a walk today and walked by one of my friend's houses, we're gonna call my friend Q, and saw that he was talking outside with his dad. I stopped because I was gonna go say hi to him, but Q and his dad started to argue over something. Then Q's dad grabbed him by the shirt collar and freaking body slammed him onto the concrete and cracked his head open. There was a lot of blood and Q's mom ran outside screaming, I'm going to call the freaking cops, what's wrong with you? I just stood there in pure shock and horror as one would. Thankfully his mom called an ambulance and cops. Update, Q's alright, he got stitches and the father has been arrested. At least this guy got put behind bars. There's no way that you could kind of twist like a good light on this situation considering what happened. But at the very least, I'm willing to bet this was probably an ongoing thing. And at least this is the thing that put that guy behind bars. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out my video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.